stargazers, welcome to 7th House Astrology, where I take any topic that is astrological or any topic that is related to romance, and I investigate it under the lens of Sinistry Astrology, otherwise known as Love or Relationship Astrology. I am your host, Sandra Misek, and I'm so glad that you have joined me for today. So since we just came out of Mercury Retrograde, and we have three of the generational planets, so basically Saturn, Uranus, and Neptune that are also retrograde. It was also mentioned and made privy to me as of this Friday that uh, we are also in retro shade, aka otherwise known as shadow when it comes to Mars, only to come into retrograde with that at the end of this month. So since everything up in the heavens is so retrograde, I decided to actually um, add to our retrograde series, and that would be Venus retrograde today. And, you know, in the spirit of retrograde, I came up with a, a little new piece to my uh, episode. Now, you guys will have to comment on this one down below because this was a sudden inspiration, and sometimes sudden inspirations are not always the best ones, but... I decided to take a look at what is what in my week has gone direct as opposed to what in my week has gone retrograde. I do have to say a great thanks to Sarah Jane Case for giving me this bit of inspiration. She usually starts her podcast with a rose and a thorn, her podcast being Enneagram and Coffee. Uh, if you guys have not checked that out, definitely do. Also check out her books. They're really, uh, really awesome if you're, if you're into the Enneagram as well. But uh, she gave me this idea, except it's direct and retrograde. So I'll start with the retrograde first. So as of the beginning of this week, I came down with bronchitis, and that's on top of asthma. Hence why I'm probably not sounding so peppy and happy and wonderful as I normally do, and I'm very sorry about that. Um, I do have to say, though, I am very much, you know, feisty and excited in spirit for today's episode, even if my voice doesn't always reflect that tone. But uh, with that retrograde situation, um, the direct situation is I've been expectorating a lot, so I would like to think that I'm getting better. Um, also, it's been, you know, the fact that I've had to take prednisone on top of this has been helping me to be more mindful uh, and, you know, actually execute mindfulness, especially when it comes down to how I'm behaving or how I'm coming across to other people and also how I perceive myself in given moments. Because um, if any of you know what it's like to take prednisone, especially for those who are asthmatic and also have bronchitis, you know it does a number not only on your psyche, but also in your mood. And man, when I've had a bad case of the grumps, it, it was I was actually quite glad to have the mindfulness present to just go into my own little corner, into my own little world, and just not, you know, just kind of not bother people um, when it came down to that. Um, also, before I start this episode, I did want to mention, um, I can tell it's all retrograde up in the heavens because uh, last week I made two little mistakes on my um, podcast, which was the attraction of uh, the astrology of the attraction to either older people or younger people. 
So the first one was with my mom. Um, I accidentally said that she married my dad, who is 16 years older than she is. Oops, sorry, mom. I actually meant to say 16 days uh, older. My dad's 16 days older than she is, but still older in the family. So I find that the the aspects in her chart really represent that and give some good, you know, kind of give some good fuel or some reasoning for why she'd be attracted to someone who is older. Also with Rafe Fines, um, unfortunately, I said that he, his mom passed away when he was a child. Again, major oops. I'm so sorry about that. Um, actually, uh, his mom did pass away when he was making the English patient. But um, it is mentioned that uh, she, his mom was actually very sick when he was at a very young age. So that would also explain the the distance um, when it comes to his moon's position in his chart and also having to feel like he needed to grow up a little quickly, um, that moon squared Saturn position in his chart. So I am so sorry for the blunders. I promise I will try to uh, minimize that in the future. But um, hopefully if you haven't caught last week's episode, um, a lot of great information there. Please do. Please check it out. And please, again, let me know how you guys are feeling. So for this week's episode on Venus retrograde. Well, the first thing about Venus retrograde, um, the nice thing is that it's not as common as with Mercury retrograde. You know, Mercury retrograde happens like every couple of months um, in the cycle, mainly because it's a speedy planet. Venus, on the other hand, I think it's every 18 months that it it goes retrograde. So it's not as common. However, when it does hit, just kind of like with every retrograde planet, it's quite a doozy. Well, the thing as to why it's a big doozy is that um, originally with Venus, it's the planet of love and also not only the planet of love, but how we interact socially. And um, when we interact socially, we, it, you know, with Venus, it, it emphasizes how we interact not only properly in society, but also with good graces and with nice manners and being nice to people. So the first thing inevitably that I've always seen with Venus retrograde, and this is backed up by Rachel Stewart Haas, um, author of Mercury in Retrograde. If you guys have not checked out this book, definitely do. It's It's been, I, I mean, I bought this way back like last year, um, and I, I've used it as a resource ever since. Uh, Rachel Stewart Haas, very awesome um, astrologer as well, too. But uh, Rachel, I'm going to be comparing my notes with hers um, in this week's episode when it comes to Venus retrograde, because I feel like I've had some experience with Venus retrograde, and I've actually gotten a lot of teachings with it. And she also has had lots of experience with with the retrograde planets and uh, has great experience. But the first thing that I always notice when Venus goes retrograde is that um, people start to get really nasty, like almost mean in a way. Um, And as Rachel Stewart Haas mentions, this is the time where people are not afraid to tell it as it is, 
I also look at it as a time where people are not afraid to expose their ugly personalities, their ugly sides, even if it means they're revealing like 20 warts that they've had in their personality and everything else in there. Um, in 2020, I unfortunately had this situation. I, I've actually had this situation with every Venus retrograde cycle. I think the only exception was this last retrograde cycle with um, the, in December of last year. But um, I remembered, especially in 2020, I had a coworker. And so we were all in quarantine, you know, the barbershop that I was working for. We were all in quarantine. We were just kind of uh, keeping in touch with each other through Slack. And we had Slack on our phones, so it wasn't a problem. And there was one particular coworker. I was kind of disappointed in her because um, when I've met when I met her, she was actually really well mannerly. She was really nice. She was really very helpful when it came down to haircuts, um, especially if I had questions that arose during a haircut. And you know, she's just really an awesome person all the way around. Um, but you know, come this retrograde cycle. Suddenly, uh, when people had questions, she took it upon her God-given or, you know, goddess-given self to uh, feel like she was the only answer to those questions, and really she wasn't, as if that wasn't enough. There are times where I had to question her um, when it came to her information, and when I questioned her, that's when I saw I kind of felt like she hid a lot of nasty stuff underneath this charming guise that she had. And I saw all that nasty stuff come out, especially on Slack. And it was, it was so, it was disappointing and it was a little infuriating at the same time. That's not uncommon with Venus retrograde um, because retrograde planets, when they, they do go into their retrograde cycle, um, normally the, with the fact that they're slowing down, they're slowing down enough to not only stay still in the sky, but then also to appear to move backwards in the sky. They usually, uh, cause us to reveal what's deep inside and also to take a look at what's deep inside. So to me with the Venus retrograde, when people start to get nasty, that's where it's it's kind of irritating, but also kind of revealing at the same time, because that could be the actual personality that the individual has, no matter how charming they are uh, when Venus is direct. Now, the good news about the nastiness is that, um, you know, within a, a Venus retrograde, before you engage in being nasty yourself or being nasty right back, do recognize that, again, this is Venus's way of exposing your true personality. And instead of, you know, showing warts and all to the whole entire world, try um, looking within and seeing if there are underlying issues that you have that are um, causing, that are preventing you from moving forward. Like a good example with my coworker, she had a lot of anger issues was what was very apparent to me, um, especially when she felt like she had the heavenly given right to have all the information everyone defer to her. It told me there were some power issues and some power struggles in her life, and that was causing a lot of anger. And instead of just projecting it forward, 
um, I really felt like this particular individual could have used this time to look inward and see, okay, what is irritating me? What is causing me to have a holier than thou approach to life and try to fix those things? Maybe like counter, you know, each one, each thing in turn and try to like reverse or try to fix those things inside to become a better human being. And I feel that that's the whole course of a retrograde planet is how do we become better human beings just as a whole in general? I think one way in which Venus points to us is look inside um, your demeanor and see if there are any frogs or toads or anything that's just willing to just like pop right out. I think Alice Hoffman had also mentioned it's like, you know, a particular like wishing ill um, in her one of her books she mentioned as a big old red toad in the back of the throat i think it's the same thing when you're being nasty to somebody um you know investigate that big old red toad that's in the back of your throat and that's about ready to jump out and see um maybe like how you might be able to swallow it back down or see how it might not be that ugly big old red toad when it comes out you know if something should come out that it's not a nasty side of your personality as well. But uh, the second thing that I also had noticed, and unfortunately this was also during quarantine in 2020, we had a, a Venus retrograde cycle um, in April of that year. And I remembered um, in Colorado, we were still able to take a walk just as long as we masked up and stayed six feet away from people. But um, I remembered whenever I take a walk and, you know, just kind of like either afternoon walk or um, a night, uh, an evening stroll, there were a couple of times where I would uh, pass by houses. And for me, it's not uncommon to hear couples fighting. And when I talk about fighting, it's like they're inside and you can hear the remnants of their fight on the outside of the house, just being a complete innocent passerby. Rachel Stewart Haas also notes not only is fighting common, but tests are very common to the relationship. Unfortunately, what's also very sad about Venus retrograde is that this is also a time where breakups tend to happen as well, too. Um, I do want to say now, and I will um, elaborate this a little bit more in the sinistry section of this episode, but um, if you do find yourself in a breakup during Venus retrograde, it is not a failing on your part. I know whenever we're in a serious relationship and, you know, you end up having two part ways, um, the first thing is you, you always feel like it's a failure on your end. It isn't. Um, actually, there's a deeper meaning for why that is occurring. And um, like I said, we'll get more into this, but I think it's just it's along the theories of with every heartbreak, the heart grows back 15 times stronger. And I just also think that with every nasty interaction, there's at least 10 to 15 great interactions behind that. And one of those interactions could be a relationship that's far more fulfilling and far better for you than the relationship that you are currently in and that you're breaking away from. So definitely keep that, still keep that in mind. Um, and of course, with Venus retrograde, the re in retrograde could be rethinking the relationship, rethinking the relationships that you're in and also revamping where you want to go when it comes to relationships as well. 
Also, for those who are facing arguments, um, the tests, it's not uncommon when it comes to Venus retrograde to find that, you know, say that like your partner has had an affair. Now, anything that is hidden um, with a retrograde planet usually comes out. And it comes out because, first off, you have to, in order to really come to deep, profound truths inside yourself, which retrograde planets uncover, you have to confront the ills that you're hiding. So secrets are not a really great thing to keep during retrograde site, retrograde planets, or especially when uh, particular planets go retrograde. But for Venus retrograde, especially if you're hiding a an affair from your loved one, it's bound to come out. That person's going to find out immediately. Other things that could test the relationship could be suddenly um, your partner's revealing that he or she's a diehard Republican and you are a diehard Democrat or um, you're a diehard. I had this, I'm surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if in 2012 when I had a relationship, an abusive relationship, I wouldn't be surprised if Venus was also going uh, retrograde because I remembered with this guy, I found out he was part of the Green Party, whereas I was a Democrat. And that was, and if you don't think that that's a huge test to the relationship, um, I would say rethink that um, because it is. It's a huge test. Uh, basically, you're dealing with two different belief systems, and that can really cause some strain when it comes to relationship, especially if there's a particular theory mentioned that one person doesn't really agree with and should cause a, a argument or a fight or cause words that should not be said. That would be the epitome of that right then and right there. Also, um, this is not uh, uncommon as well too, but within a relationship, you might find that somebody has just differing beliefs from you. And again, um, the reasons for why this is popping up is that, again, it's a way for you to look inward at the relationship and to see, okay, can I live with these tests? Or maybe is it time to go back to the drawing board and revamp what exactly I've been, you know, kind of allowing for life to get away with and maybe um, like retuning or using the re in retrograde to retune the relationship. But again, as I said, I'll mention a little bit more in the Sinistry comments a little bit later. But this is just something that between Rachel Stewart Haas and I, we've just kind of, we have noticed. And uh, it's not uncommon, unfortunately. So the other situation that I've noticed with uh, Venus retrograde, and I think Rachel Stewart Haas mentioned the reason for this very well. And she said, um, during retrograde planets, we usually get very delusional. And I actually can very much attest to that. Um, as a matter of fact, this last retrograde cycle with Mercury, so with Mercury retrograde, I got a little delusional at work. And uh, at work, I got a little delusional in the regard of thinking that, well, in the time frame, you know, my, my, uh, my employer thought it was a great idea to hire two new people during Mercury retrograde. And what ended up happening with me was I ended up getting this delusion that, oh no, I'm going to be replaced at any minute 
oh no, they're going to be better than me at any minute. And I can't be usurped in my position. I can't have that. So I'm going to work 10 times harder, or I'm going to come down 10 times harder when it comes to my goals and make sure that I still have my job. This was delusional because, um, yes, indeed, I still had, had my job. And actually, the two people who were hired were to replace the one person who did not work out in the department. And it was to help the rest of us out because there was quite a lot of load. But um, it just, like I said, again, we get into these delusional states. Um, Venus retrograde is no no different. Um, I kind of smile with this one because, uh, again, 2020, I had a similar situation to this. But um, Venus retrograde, so Venus also represents beauty when it's indirect um, in the chart. And um, it can also represent aesthetic as well, too. So in 2020, I remembered I got the delusion that I was not attractive enough. And I, I think it was because I was really placating to a lot of coworkers at the time. Um, I wanted, I, I remembered I looked at a demi-permanent hair color. It was a 6V, so 6 violet hair color. And I thought, this will be great. I can like, I can basically color treat my hair to where it'll be purple. And I had a lot of blonde accents at that time. So I thought it, you know, it would really look very great and it would deepen and, you know, kind of provide a nice different hue when it came to the brunette roots that I had going on. Well, Starkey's, I have to say I was lucky with this one. Um, so I applied the hair color on, left it on for 30 minutes when I rinsed it out, no, no apparent changes, which like I said, again, that's actually lucky because what normally happens during Venus retrograde is that many people get the inspiration of, oh yeah, purple hair. They put it in their hair and then immediately they regret it. Immediately it's, ooh, this purple looks brown in the hair, looks muddy, or it doesn't really look that great. And I really should have thought the the beautification of myself a bit through. And sometimes with the hair color too, um, a lot of people say it's really very permanent. I'm bound to disagree with that one. It's permanent until um, natural hair growth sets in. So it's not really that permanent. And also some hair colors tend to fade. But um, normally what happens is that it, there's an instant sense of regret. For me, the instant sense of disappointment was that nothing happened, which I think was for the better. I think um, Venus retrograde spared me a little bit that year, but uh, also kind of scolded me of you should not be doing this during retrograde. Um, but yeah, a lot of people tend to, I think with Rachel Stewart Haas, she's known people who've wanted to go for plastic surgery during Venus retrograde, or a lot of people like to buy expensive clothes to vamp up their wardrobe during Venus retrograde, because again, of that lingering delusion of, oh, I'm, I'm not enough, I'm not beautiful enough, is really what, what's lingering. And what's really advised more than anything before you grab that hair color, or before you grab that beautiful new dress that's over $1,000. Or worse, before you go for plastic surgery, this is a good time to do some research, particularly when it comes to that new look. 
And the reason for the research is that Venus retrograde is urging us to actually beautify ourselves inside, not on the outside. The delusion is that we think we need to beautify ourselves on the outside, but really it's it's inside. So um, it's a great time to actually, if you feel a little deficient, to work with inner beauty. Now I know I know what you're thinking. It's you're probably thinking like, well, that Sandra, that's easier said than done. I mean, what is inner beauty anyway? Well, um, I will say that everybody's process for inner beauty is very different. And it goes beyond just treating yourselves with bubble baths or treating yourselves, um, you know, to self-care. I really think it goes down to really the soul level of what you need inside yourself to be your most authentic self. And being your most authentic self makes you the most attractive self. And, and that's how at least I've experienced inner beauty. Um, for me, what I've really needed is to become more independent. I feel like there are times where I'm too dependent on others' opinions of me or of their opinions of my performance or what I, I need to do. And sometimes I need to take a stand and um, give my own opinions, my own critiques, and stand firm on my own two feet when it comes down to when it comes down to that. And also to stop comparing notes so much to others. There are times where I have to challenge myself to really come to my own conclusions. Um, sometimes even with this podcast, um, there are times where if I can't find too much of anything of what other astrologers are saying about a particular topic, sometimes I have to go rogue and go on my own and give my own opinions and hope it lands. But you know, sometimes that whole process of doing, being true to oneself or being true to myself can really help um, when it comes to appeal as uh, when it comes to the appeal. But everybody's process is different. Uh, for some, it may be taking a public speaking class because they're very shy out in public. For others, it could just be taking initiative in, um, you know, social conversations because, again, very shy in public. Uh, for many other people, it could be doing the things they've procrastinated on, and those things are very necessary to make them feel to feel sexy and to feel attractive inside themselves. Um, for others, it could just be rekindling with their their sexy energy a little bit more. Um, either way, whichever journey you take, um, it's a great time during Venus retrograde to do that. Actually, it's better to beautify yourself inside and really tackle what's making you feel ugly and really emerge triumphant. Um, as the Druids, as Druidry or modern Druids usually say, from within, therefore from without. Um, so when you're beautifying yourself from within, therefore you're beautifying yourself from without in that way. The other thing too that could be missing is self-love and getting into self-love, which I think is kind of in that um, process with inner beauty. Um, that's also a great time, or Venus retrograde is also a great time to kind of really build up the self-love and also, um, in a way, self-confidence as well, too. Um, same thing happens with home decor, a.k.a. the aesthetic. So Rachel Stewart Haas has known people who have looked at their home and thought, Ooh, my house is ugly or, Ooh, my house could really use a, a really big makeover or, or worse, they've, they've watched a little too much of the DIY channel. 
and, you know, the, the house makeovers on there. And they think they can just kind of do it themselves or hire a contractor, no problem. Um, steer clear of home renovations. And especially since tastes are on the wild side, you know, like uh, Rachel Sturt-Haas had mentioned that um, somebody may have an affinity towards a, a metallic animal print couch. And they normally, they know that their house doesn't support the decor of an animal print couch, let alone a metallic animal print couch, nor is it of their usual tastes. You know, usually what's urged, hold off on buying that animal print couch, hold off on those home improvement and renovations, because again, with Venus retrograde, we're looking at, you know, gee, my home doesn't look too great right now, but that doesn't mean that you know, what it could mean is that maybe the corners of the hallways might need to be cleaned or maybe the little nooks and crannies might need to be cleaned a little bit or little little maintenance things might need to be taken care of, like little maintenance things. Um, you know, so before you, you take that sledgehammer and wreck down a wall or before you, you go and, and buy and a splurge on that couch that's that doesn't fit your decor, just kind of hold off for a moment. Do again, do some research, and um, you know, in the meantime, try to beautify your home in, in like the little conservative ways. I think within this regard, the the little conservative ways are to help you to appreciate the the whole essence of your home, even if it might not seem like it's as beautiful as the DIY network um, shows present with the the home makeovers. Um, you know, it might not be as beautiful, but, you know, the little things that you do can contribute to beautifying it a ten, you know, 10 times more and probably could be the renovation that it truly needs right there. Now, however, I know what you're thinking. It's like, well, what if I am in the middle of a DIY project? Well, no problem. That's actually no problem at all. Um, what I would just say is don't be... Don't be surprised if um, if you're working with contractors, especially if they're delayed a little bit more than they would be during Venus Direct. Also, if projects go a little more slower than with Venus Direct. And the reason, again, um, is that, again, that slow planetary movement slows everything down so it can go within. But like I said, it can be a headache when we're dealing with the outer world of this. So um, just, you know, again, the plans will go slower. Things will go a little bit more slower than usual. Might be a little frustrating, but you, you will get there. You will, you will meet that mark. You'll get there at, at some point, at some juncture. It's just it'll take a lot longer than planned. The other thing that also gets to be mentioned with Venus Retrograde a lot of people love to, well, so Venus is also representative of our finances and our expenses or how, how we deal with our finances um, in the chart. And I know I usually forget about this point uh, when it comes to Venus, and I, I've had to be reminded, especially with Venus retrograde. Um, but yeah, it, it's uh, how we spend money, how fiscally responsible we are is usually what's indicated with Venus in our charts. When Venus goes retrograde, though, um, there are a lot of people, again, we all we all get delusional. Even the astrology nerds like myself or the astrologers, we all get so delusional when a planet goes retrograde. So you are not alone. Um, 
but a lot of individuals, when Venus goes retrograde, they get the delusion of, gee, my finances could be much better than they, than they can be, so they go invest in the financial markets. And what ends up happening, and I've heard of horror, I've actually have heard of personal horror stories of this too. Somebody um, actually finding, you know, kind of putting their money in the stock market during Venus retrograde and having lost a whole lump of money as well too. Um, it is strongly advised do not go to the financial markets. Don't even touch them at this point. Because inevitably when Venus goes retrograde, that's usually when our economy tanks. I hate to say it, but something tanks, something goes wrong, and a lot of money is wiped out in the process. What I do say you can do, uh, when it, or uh, not just me, but many astrologers too, what can be done with financial matters is, you know, take a look at your current finances. And instead of investing, well, again, research about investing. You know, um, maybe when Venus goes direct, you can try your hand with that. But I would say um, also take a look at how you can, again, make conservative efforts in improving your finances. Maybe this would be a good time to establish a savings account and put your money in the savings account for a little while. Uh, maybe it's a good time to look at your credit score and try improving that. Maybe it's a good time to kind of um, go on maybe a low-key budget. I And again, no shame if you have to. I currently am on a budget myself due to medical expenses. And honestly, um, being on a budget has empowered me uh, with a lot of knowledge of my expenditures, which is it's always um, nice to have that. Always nice to have the power of knowledge in mind sometimes or always to have that, you know, with you. But maybe um, during Venus retrograde, um, you can establish like a, mild budgetary measure and keep track of your finances uh, with that budget as well too. Again, um, it's really encouraged to go very small, very conservative and don't don't wipe out in the, the stock market. Wait wait till Venus is direct. you know look into it, research it. Any big matters I think you know with any retrograde planet, any big matters, they can always be saved until later. Just uh, kind of hold on for a little while. And, you know, you never know when you hold on and when you wait for a little while, they may come up to you and, you know, or they may come up to you or they may be manifested for you or maybe, you know, may um, come up to come into your life. Um, but either way, it's best to hold off and not have you make the initiation just in case there's a negative outcome. Now, I know what you guys are thinking. You're probably thinking, Sandra, this is all nice and well, but what about Sinistry at this time? You know, Sinistry under Venus retrograde. Well, I'm glad that you asked. So as I mentioned earlier, um, those who are in committed relationships are going to be facing a lot of tasks and obstacles at this time. I would say that when it comes to the Sinistry and what Venus retrograde points to us when we're in the committed relationship is you know, if you find out that, yes, indeed, um, like say that your significant other is a Republican, you're a Democrat, and say that you love this person regardless, which, you know, by the way, that's a, that is a beautiful thing. I, I cannot express it 
I can't express it in words how beautiful that is. Um, that's a beautiful start. That's a beautiful initiation. But usually what Venus retrograde kind of asks us to do in the commit relationship is, okay, so how are we going to make this work? And um, again, it's how can I make this work without sacrificing myself? But also how can I make this work without disrespecting my partner and disrespecting the relationship? So I feel when it comes to Venus retrograde, when it comes to those tests, um, a good uh, rule of thumb, I, I do not rule out uh, seeking help. And I really think that Venus retrograde is a great time to actually uh, go with either a marriage or with a um, couple's counselor at this time. And I say this because you have a third party in the room, so things get a little heated. You have someone who can cool down the arguments and kind of keep everything on topic as to how this relationship is going to work. And also facing both partners' doubts when it comes to the relationship and having to resolve, you know, doing the exercises and the homework, as well as um, the thinking needed to get this relationship going again. Um, when it comes down to also affairs, if you feel like you can forgive your partner for what they have done and seek help as well too, this is going to be a time of how am I going to make this little blunder or how am I going to make what I've just, what, what's just been revealed to me about my partner? How am I going to make this work in the scheme of things? And, you know, it's, it's tricky and it's hard and it's tough, but it is ultimately very rewarding at the end. Um, it's a lot of deep, like scorpionic stuff. Um, that's really the essence of retrograde planets or retrograde, you know, planets that go in retrograde. We deal with a lot of deep, deep seated stuff. But, um, when we deal with that, it's very rewarding in the long term. And we, we end up learning loads more than we did when, um, the planet was direct or when, uh, before retrograde as well, too. So I'd say with Venus retrograde, um, if you're in, you want to make this work, um, do not be afraid to go to couples counseling and also just um, finding out ways of how you can make the differences or the secrets or the things that are testing you work in the relationship and having that open discussion with your partner as well, too. So that no one's in the dark, so that there's not like a personal agenda, that everybody's on board and running smoothly. As I mentioned earlier, if you do find you do have to break up, it's like, look, I'm sorry, this guy's political views, not of my own. I can't handle this. I can't deal with this. Or, you know, hey, he had an affair. I can't deal with this. I, you know, that's an ultimate betrayal. Can't, this can't work. I'm sorry. I'm breaking up. Or, you know, if there's something else that's really major and you feel like you have to call it quits, there is no shame. Um, like I said, you... Actually, with Venus retrograde, this will be a good time for you to take a look at what worked in the relationship, but also what didn't work in the relationship. And maybe um, revamping, like uh, when you go and look for another partner, maybe having different values that uh, you can look for that you didn't really look for with the other partner. And it happens to all of us. Sometimes we have to go back and go to square one. 
and back to the drawing board and really relook at things like, say, um, this partner engaged in a tryst with your best friend. You know, um, you might want to go back and think of how this partner might have been dishonest, you know, and how they might have indicated dishonesty uh, to you at the beginning of the relationship. And then also maybe making that top priority, somebody who is more transparent, who's far more honest, who's far more open about his or her feelings, especially in regards to the relationship with you. Um, also, if you do have to call it quits, again, it is not a failure on your part. In fact, it's a strength, um, honestly, when um, a relationship, when you just feel like, no, this is not working. We have to move our separate ways. It's a strength in the regard that you know your boundaries, you know your values, and you know that the, the relationship is compromising that. And it takes great strength to say, you know what? No, to hell with it. I'm standing on my own two feet and I need to do that right now. So um, acknowledge that strength within you, but also recognize, again, um, Venus retrograde, sometimes even with Venus retrograde, Venus is also there to kind of mend the broken heart. Sometimes it might be a more inner process in this regard. But um, I also think with Venus retrograde, sometimes it also helps to mend by bringing more suitable people to you. Now, it might be in the form of meeting this person and just kind of getting to know each other on a friendly level, but it's beginning that process, beginning the relationship that's healthier for you, as opposed to continuing on in the relationship that really isn't. And I think that that's a, that can be a very beautiful thing when it comes to synastry. If you are single and willing to mingle at this time, do not be surprised if you have um, this sudden urge to date all of a sudden. I know this has happened to me not only in 2020, but also it happened to me in 2015 when Venus went uh, retrograde in September to October of that year. Um, I thought I, I remembered I met one of my colleagues in barbering school. I thought I wanted to date him so badly and uh, turned out I wasn't his type. And he, he made sure to let me know of that in the most nasty ways possible when it came down to that. But if you're single, um, if you're wanting to date and you want to date really badly, first off, push the brakes. And secondly, take a look at why. Because there's always a hidden motive in there somewhere, especially during Venus retrograde. It could be that I want to feel more attractive and I'll feel more attractive if I'm in a relationship. It could be a rebounder situation. It could be, um, I, you know, this is what's socially proper and I just, I want to go with what's socially proper. However, the case, um, look at the reasons for why and look deep in, you know, if it's a rebounder situation, um, usually that means there's something that's unresolved in that from the last relationship, you know, the last previous, um, lover had left something within you that really wasn't resolved. And this is a good time to look at what was unresolved in that relationship and fix that so that you're not bringing whatever was unresolved into the next relationship and having your ex kind of plague you in that regard. If you're feeling like you need to be, you're going to be more beautiful again, um, look at maybe self-love. 
you know, when it comes to self-love, um, really like where you might be missing that and how to patch that up so that you're not relying on somebody to make you feel beautiful yourself. And again, this is also a great time to look at inner beauty as well too, which self-love I feel encompasses. What is it exactly that you feel like you're missing aside from a partner? What other factors are, do you feel are um, causing you to feel like there's something missing to make you feel ugly about yourself? And those things, like if you're, if you feel like being sexy is being assertive, well, maybe this would be a good time to um, work on being assertive. Or this would be a good time, like with me, to work on being more independent. And then I would also say for singles, um, definitely this is a great time to take a look at, you know, um, attributes that you would like to look for in a partner. So if say that you are plagued by the delusion that, you know, you'll be more attractive if you're with a partner or that you will hurt less from a previous relationship with another partner, you can kind of sit down and revamp some values as to what you can look for in a partner and then also hammer out those issues, the delusions that are coming up for you as well. Speaking of being single and wanting to mingle and speaking of exes, do not be surprised if an ex-lover comes knocking on your door during Venus retrograde. I had this happen in 2020. I did not speak to this guy for over eight years, and yet he called me and somehow wanted to rekindle a romance with me. Um, I will share with you the reason for why I say do not go for a relationship with this person. Well, um, when I did receive this call from this man, uh, the one of the reasons why I broke up with him was because he was very dishonest, and also he was a, very much a braggart, a showboater, and on top of which, too, um, he was not a very nice person. He was very um, emotionally abusive um, as an individual. Well, um, in 2020, it seemed like some of his vices never really changed. You know, the first thing that he did was brag about his experience with being a voiceover actor, which used to make me very jealous when I was in my 20s. Um, what I found within myself instead, when I just remained very friendly with him, what I found instead was that um, I actually evolved far more than I thought I had evolved, which is a nice realization. Um, I wasn't as jealous of his acting successes as I was um, anymore because I had other projects, other creative projects in my queue that were really um, actually far more important and really took up more of my time and for a good, you know, good cause for a good reason. You know, I became more involved in music at that time and also within creative writing. The other thing that I noticed with him was that um, he never changed. I mean, he still was a braggart. He still was always trying to one-up me no matter what. And the fact that he couldn't one-up me at this point, the fact that I was at a point where I just felt like I was complete, I couldn't be one-upped, it was all good, um, I felt like was another indicator of growth within me. Now, similar to me, you guys may find that when you come up to an ex-boyfriend who just reintroduces themselves into your life, um, instead of pursuing the relationship, which is only going to be 
you know, a place of where you're not growing, um, you'll start to realize that you might have some things that you've wanted to say to this person that you didn't get to say before um, you guys broke up. And also you might find some things where you have evolved. You know, like with me, um, the fact that I used to get so jealous of this guy's successes in, you know, voiceover acting work, um, you, the fact that it didn't make me jealous anymore and the fact that it didn't make me want to ramp up whatever I was doing anymore and cause me to burn out as well, um, I felt like was a big, huge step of growth and also to be genuinely happy for this guy. You know, when I literally said, you know what, I'm very happy for you. That's great for you. Um, I knew that this, this is what you wanted. I'm happy that you're getting it. When I actually said those things, I was actually, um, super, uh, genuine with that. And I felt like that was, you know, it came from a genuine place. It wasn't like I was just saying it through clenched teeth and trying to fake saying it like I used to in my twenties. It came out genuinely. And I feel that that the same thing would happen with you guys as well too. Um, you know, that you might have found that you have evolved in one way or another. And to find out that you have evolved can be very powerful. And I think the whole purpose of the ex being reintroduced into your life is to find out how you have grown so that you can continue to still grow and flourish as your most beautiful self possible when you go for another relationship. But by all means, stargazers, please, 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 please do not go with the ex. Do not go with that relationship. Don't do it. Please promise me. Pinky swear. Don't do it. No. No, not a good idea because what they will do is just reinstigate unhealthy habits right back into your life as well too. Again, it's a test from Venus retrograde when an ex comes back again to see how much you've grown and also to have you recognize your growth and also to say bye-bye to the, the ex lover for good. And above all stargazers with Venus retrograde, as with Mercury or Mars or any of the planets that go into retrograde, this is a great time, again, to look within when it comes to relationships. Um, you're going to frustrate yourself when you look from without. Continue to remember that it's this is a process of looking from within to improve yourself as to be the most beautiful person that you can be as well as just to learn some very important lessons that you can carry with you for many years to come. I know for me, um, I've learned lessons, you know, from 2015 that I still carry with me to this day. And also in 2020, I still, you know, 2020 was two years ago, but I still, I still carry those lessons with me to this very day as well. So, Stargazers, I do hope that this was an informative episode for you on Venus Retrograde. Like I said, stay tuned next week. I am going to do Mars Retrograde so that you guys have an episode of how to survive Mars Retrograde um, for when this time, you know, well, first off for this time because we're in Retroshade, but also for when Retrograde does actually happen. Um, since with Mars retrograde, um, it happens for a couple of months. It's actually not going to, it's going to last until January of next year, which is a huge eek for me. Um, it's going to be very interesting all the way around. 
But um, above all stargazers, if you know, even though we are not in Venus retrograde at this time, uh, maybe you can use this episode for when Venus retrograde does happen in March of next year. And this could be a good like survival reminder or good survival episode for what you can do, not only within relationships, but also uh, with yourself as well. Venus, I feel like is really encompassed within relationships because it is that relationship planet as well. Um, but above all, stargazers, do not be afraid to look up at the stars. Last that I checked, I think we we're just exiting out of a full moon. And the, while the moon is still waning, um, we're going to be coming up to the new moon as of the 25th. So that's always something to look forward to. But either way, you know, it, especially with the, the retrograde universe that we're in right now, um, it's so frustrating, especially right now that we're heading into Mars retrograde. There's a lot of things that are so frustrating right now. And I, I completely hear you when you say, I completely hear you if you guys are feeling the frustration. Um, but I think you looking up at the stars is a great way to just take a pause from that frustration and, you know, just kind of come back into the moment and also see the origins of astrology up in the stars, um, which actually started as constellations in the sky. But above all, it's a great, um, great way to just unwind as well, too, to look up at the stars. But above all, stargazers, be very careful at this time. Um, as we're going to dive into next week, Mars retrograde or Mars retroshade is producing accidental tendencies out of people. So please be safe. Please be careful, especially if you're behind a vehicle. And above all, um, between this week and next week, stargazers, I hope to find you well, and until next week, Stargazers, I will see you then. If you guys have any questions or comments, definitely feel free to contact me at mysek, M-I-S-E-K dot Sandra at gmail.com or at my Instagram page at Sandra dot Again, that's M-I-S-E-K. Or even at my Patreon page, where for as little as $5 a month, you can become a member, as well as get a free Sinistry chart reading. For more details, visit patreon.com forward slash 7th House Astrology.